0: To this Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again. Real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it.
1: Welcome to this Grit and Grace Life podcast. I'm Darlene Brock, and this week is kind of a special week. We get to celebrate fathers, and Julie, you know. My relationship with my dad was pretty amazing. In fact, you know, at a thousand and twelve years old, I still
0: call him daddy. <laughs> I know you're sweet. Um, hey, girl. Hey, I'm Julie Graham, and this is gonna feel a little like womp womp. But <laughs> I actually don't know my um, biological father. I've never met him. I know a little bit about him. So Father's Day is a little bit different for me. And. Honestly, now that I am a mom, Father's Day comes with a lot of emotions for me, but we want to celebrate the good parts of Father's Day and the good parts of fathers.
1: Yeah, we do. And I think sometimes we we focus on what we don't have, or we think about what we don't have, or you know, we might pick at the man we do have. But uh, this episode is about how amazing they can be
0: and what they bring to a family that we don't. I love how you always do the research so that we can bring some facts (laughs) (laughs) to our conversation. Um, And we've talked about on this show that a lot of times we as women will identify ourselves in our stage of life and our different roles. And so I'll say, I'm Julie, I'm a boy mom. Um, But you actually found some research that supports that men also strongly identify as fathers if they are in fact Dads. Yeah, there was a survey that said
1: 57% of dads um identify themselves positively as fathers. It's part of their identity. That kind of shocked me, Julie. I really didn't see that men, because I don't imagine them walking into a room like we do and say, oh, yeah, I have kids, I'm a mom, I work, I do this, I do that. (laughs) Well, I hope they don't say I'm a mom. (laughs) (laughs) No, they don't do that. But they don't walk in and go, you know, hi, uh,
0: I have this job and I'm a dad. They don't do that like we do. Well, I mean, not to make it weird, but in my current season of life where I'm, Actively dating and on dating apps, I have been surprised to see men in their profiles separate from the little box that you have to check to say that you have kids. <laughs> dating apps are weird, but that they actually write into their bio. I have seen lots of men write into their bio about being a dad. And every time it kind of surprises me, but I think to myself, well, I wrote it into my bio a few different places. Let's get it out there. I'm a mom. (laughs) So I actually could see this being true
1: in this day and age. Well, I love it. And I love it that dads want to be dads and
0: they find their identity in it. And they do a pretty darn good job sometimes. So let's real quick just caveat that when we're talking about the dads um, that we want to show love and support and respect to, this could be any kind of dad. So this could be a biological father or an adoptive father, maybe a stepfather or even a foster dad, all of these different Types of dads hold an incredibly important position in their respective children's lives. We've already stated part of our
1: identity is in parenting, but we do it differently, don't we? I mean, the men do things one way, and we often do it a different way, and I think most of us agree
0: on that. Well, I mean, let's be real. We do everything differently. <laughs> <laughs> that we so do. So it should be no surprise that the way men and women approach parenting has some significant differences. But kind of like we talk about here at the Grit and Grace Project all the time, there is a lot of beauty to be found in the differences between our genders. And that couldn't be more true than letting the men in our children's lives parent from their unique perspective and their unique set of um, talents and abilities and perspectives, because it brings something completely different to our child's lives that they need. And honestly, we just can't provide.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think, Julie, before we unpack those, I think we need to recognize as women, sometimes instead of celebrating those differences or the things men do we tend to second guess them or we degrade
0: them or we question them in their actions to our kids there's a phrase i know i said a lot when my late husband was alive um you know kind of just in conversation to other mom friends oh daddy does it different and the truth is, is yeah, daddy usually does it different and that's not a bad thing. We should actually learn to celebrate any initiation he takes, any participation he wants and actually does because we know that it really benefits our children. And so I know that I could be really naggy <laughs> as a wife um, and as a you know co-parent when my husband was alive. And um, I would just say that that's something that we as women you know can kind of be a default. But I think what we're saying here is that we want to kind of curtail that a little bit and instead celebrate um, his place in our kids' lives.
1: Well, and I love the way you even phrase that. Is it, daddy does it different? Or is it, (laughs) daddy does it different? Which is it? (laughs) That's true. Back to... (laughs) Yeah, tone and tenor and how you approach it, which that's important to our marriages and our relationship with the men in our lives too, is how we talk to them about this
0: subject and how we approach it. And also, let's just keep it 100, that whatever they are doing, we should be in their corner celebrating them because we know our men are going to continue doing good things when we celebrate them. The truth is, is they need to be praised all the time. They took out the trash. Hallelujah. All the praise hands. (laughs) They went to work, pat on the back, big clap, the whole deal. I remember kind of rolling my eyes at like, really, I have to praise you for everything you do? Yeah. You kind of do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) You do. do. And it it works. And then they keep doing good things. So we just got to go with it. Yeah.
1: And the truth is, um, that means repeat. They take out the trash. You tell them it's great. Repeat. They're going to do it again. Exactly. Yeah. They do great things with the kids. Hey, they're going to do it again. You get about 15 minutes off. It's
0: pretty awesome. (laughs) So that's what we want to do. We kind of just want to unpack some important things that are worth celebrating in the role of a dad in your child's life that maybe, you know, we get a little flustered because they are doing it differently. And we forget to see it from their eyes and their perspective. But with Father's Day in mind, we want to just kind of think through what are the, the differences in the way your child is parented by your man than the way they're parented by you?
1: Yeah. The one thing that is glaringly obvious to most mothers is they teach risk, but not in a way that you may be delighted Because they may hang your child over a cliff to look at the view, okay? They're holding on to that child and you're breaking out in a cold sweat. But what they're teaching is push
0: the boundary a little bit and take that risk. You said something about how high a dad will throw their kid in the air in the pool, and you're just sitting over there going, "Oh, you're so close to the edge of the pool!" And you know, little Johnny can't swim, and it's like, no, they're enjoying a fun moment together. And like you said, it's it's teaching them to one trust their dad and to um to take some risk and and have some adventure, as you always like to say.
1: Oh, and I think it's wonderful. When I was a little girl, Julie, my uncle would throw us in his MG. Would you know what an MG is? No, it's actually a really small that only has two seats. Now, this was a long time ago, but my older brother and I and he were in it. Now, oh. no seatbelts for anyone. Let's uh-huh. not go there. He would take us to the lake and there was this water slide that I was not supposed to go down because I was four. Mm. I still remember my Uncle Larry putting me on the water slide with him going down the slide, going underwater, and him grabbing me by the back of my bathing suit and pulling me up for air. I thought it was the most awesome thing in the entire world. So I think that men should do that.
0: I mean, we can admit that boys tend to be a little crazy. Sometimes they have a little more energy, and you put the dad and the boy together, and it can get a little chaotic (laughs) a little bit but we shouldn't we shouldn't try to stop that we should let the dad kind of corral that aggressive boyness into productivity and teach him how to use it for good and not try to be the ones over there mothering both of them (laughs) stop it everyone stop it let's be quieter or whatever no let them kind of enjoy that together and let the dad teach the son how to channel that energy yeah, so
1: when they're wrestling on the floor in the living room and you know they're going to knock the lamp off the table,
0: <laughs> do you just grab the lamp and unplug it and leave the room? What do you do? I mean, maybe, yeah. Yeah? I know I have caught myself, especially in the last two years, whenever Lincoln gets around other friends and their dads and they start to kind of play rough, Um I get that inside of me that wants to protect him. But then I think to myself, no, he needs this. I've thought in my mind so many times, he's a boy. He needs to be around other boys who are a little bit more boyish. I mean, it's part of the reason I put him in hockey. Yeah. I never would have considered hockey because I would have thought it was too rough. But I'm like, no, I need to actually toughen him up a little bit. He needs to be hockey tough.
1: So that's part of the reason we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, he's padded from the top of <laughs> his little head to his
0: ankles. Totally, so totally. it's totally. all good, yeah. Well, so not only does a dad help a boy feel more tough or, you know, kind of get into that energy, but he also needs to teach his daughter to believe in herself in a way that a woman can't.
1: It's true. I think fathers can challenge a little girl to take a risk that moms may be a little more timid on to go out and adventure in life, whether it's join a sports team when they're little or go try a new job that takes them halfway across the country. We tend to want to keep them home and dads Mm -hmm.
0: are like, go for it get it yeah yeah totally yeah that's that's just one of the big differences in the way men and women approach parenting but another difference between um male and female perspectives on parenting is the man believes in and treasures his kids differently than we do Mm. that's an interesting one because
1: we you know we treasure them they are probably one of the most important beings in our entire life. We want to protect them. We want to be their mom when they're 82, you know, (laughs) Um, but dads do. They, They handle it a little bit different because I think in their treasuring, they add even more value than we do to a child's life.
0: I mean, I know it's super important for little girls to grow up with a daddy who teaches them to um, believe that they have incredible value and worth and that they deserve to be respected and treated um, with honor by any man that might eventually come into her life. Yeah, there was
1: a friend of mine whose son, now this is a little extreme, but when his daughter was born, he went to the hospital in a tux. Now, if I was in labor and my husband said, hold on a minute, I'm going to go put my tux on because I'm going to meet my daughter all dressed up. I might say, forget the daggone tux because we're going to the hospital right now. But his whole premise was the first time he met his little girl right after she was born, he wanted her to know that he dressed up for her.
0: Okay. Well, excuse me while I'm over here crying. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my entire no daddy issues. Life. <laughs> oh, <gee. laughs> Goodness, but that is so sweet. Yeah. But is. yeah, that's what we're talking about, that the way a, a daddy places value on his daughter should be incredibly distinct. And that's something we should give space and um, preference to.
1: Well, and I think it's something that's important to us as women not to be jealous of that relationship. Mm-hmm. And not to rob it, because mm-hmm. your little girl needs time with their dad so they can figure out how to build a relationship with a man, whether he takes him out on little dates or whether he just takes him out in the backyard. They need one-on-one time so they understand what it looks like.
0: Yeah. And conversely, boys need one-on-one time with their dad because in those moments, the dad is instilling confidence into his boy, teaching him that he can do the things he sets his heart and his mind to. And he teaches them what a strong man should look like and how he should act and that he can be capable. And those are things that really need to be taught um, man to man. Love it. So I've touched a little bit on the fact that I didn't grow up with a dad in my life. And um, as I've gotten older and you know, probably when I hit my early 30s, I'm mid 30s now, it really started to... um, kind of come to the surface emotionally for me that I had some wounds associated with not having known my dad growing up. And so I really started trying to invest in relationships with people who could kind of help me work through those things. And one of the things that I started doing was going to the recovery ministry at my church. And one day, um, during one of the teachings, they said a quote that literally slayed me. Oh, do you know what that means? If you say slayed, it slayed me. Totally beat up, destroyed, uh, brought down tell me am i yeah so i mean i feel like i just feel like this is our segment of the day where we teach you (laughs) slang so oh it slayed me like oh it got me yeah um and so the quote was that boys get their security from their mothers and their identity from their fathers and then conversely little boys need discipline to be shown love and girls need to be shown love before they can be disciplined And I remember just hearing those things and and picturing them myself as a little girl not having a dad and then now as a single widowed mom raising a little boy who doesn't have his dad and just thinking how he and I are perceiving these things differently and needing things differently and just how I needed to kind of understand those truths in order to be able to shepherd him during the season. Oh, I love that, Julie. I think one thing that today's culture
1: sometimes gets a little muddied at is the protection issue, Julie, because you know, we women want to be independent and we can take care of ourselves and we can mm-hmm. fight our own battles and you know, that, that's true, we can, but there's something that I believe with all my heart God created in the man that's different, and that is he is naturally a protector. That is something that to fulfill his job as a father or as a man in your child's life, protection is a big part of it, and it's a really important part of it
0: for both boys and girls. Okay. So there was a little bit of an awkward pause because I literally don't even know what to say next when you say that, because my heart literally burns with, yeah, I desired that. And yet I didn't have that. Um, and I can say, I can see it in my adult relationships now being back in the dating scene. I see, you know, the lack of having a father in my life. It, it puts me in a vulnerable place where I wasn't protected Growing up in a lot of ways. And I have to be careful with who I'll put myself around, who I'll give my heart to, because I wasn't taught how to look for those kinds of relationships growing up. So I cannot stress enough how important this is to let your husband have this role in this position in both your daughter and your son's life. Yeah, I think it's uh, absolutely essential. You know,
1: my father was not mechanical, he -hmm. was an accountant. (laughs) <laughs> uh, he ran at night two miles a day but that was the only exercise he did he wasn't a fighter he was kind of just a peacemaker in life yeah. but I always knew should somebody, anybody come to hurt me he would stand between them and me even if he couldn't do anything about it and I had that role I had that father who taught me what protection was and my daughters had that from their father so it it breaks my heart, Julie to see you and a lot of other girls like you and a lot of other boys who find themselves in the same situation. So I guess what I want to do with this is encourage, encourage you if you have that man in your life who is treating your children this way, celebrate him, Yeah. encourage him, tell him what a great job he's doing because he's teaching them invaluable lessons. He's teaching your daughter she's worthy of protecting. And then he's teaching her how to defend herself, how to protect yourself. And he's teaching your son to be a protector.
0: Yeah. And that's, not to say that girls can't fight or defend themselves, but it's just different. It's different when she's doing it from a place of it's been modeled to her. And she recognizes that she has incredible value and worth that deserves to be protected. And, and when that boy grows up to model the way he saw his dad protect his mom or his sister and himself, um, there's so much potential there that is really important and needs to be given space. I think, Julie, what we're looking for in the father, the
1: men in our daughter's lives are the example we want set for them, for girls and boys. We want men in their lives who portray these attributes, who fulfill these roles, who teach them risk, who teach them to believe in themselves, who protect them when they need protecting. And I think we want to make sure that we always encourage it because we want our little girls to find that man for her children. And
0: we want our boys to be that man for the children he may have to come. I know sometimes when I think about the fact that I didn't have this modeled to me, and it's not even that it was modeled poorly, it was literally absent. Um, And I think that that wound is different than somebody who grew up with an abusive or neglectful dad. Um, So I know that somebody's listening who had a dad and has only bad memories of him. Um, And that's a completely different scarring scenario. So there, we recognize even as we have this conversation that it could be hard to hear these things. Um, But I think it's healthy for us to talk about what a good healthy relationship between a father and a child should look like so that we can be the kind of strong women who look for these kinds of things. in the men who might be in our child's life today, or we might be inviting in, um, if you're someone more in my scenario, um, to not be scared of it, but to embrace it and to look for these types of qualities, knowing that it will benefit your child um, in, the, in their future. If you can find someone who could exemplify these traits.
1: Yeah. And it doesn't have to be the man that you marry. You may be single and you're looking outside of the world that you're in for that man that can be in your life it could be a grandfather it could be an uncle it can be a family friend you're looking for healthy relationships for
0: your children if they're not in your home absolutely i know this is something i'm really trying to pay a lot of attention to my son has his granddaddy and his papa's granddaddy is my late husband's father who actually lives near to us and they get to spend a lot of time together and so since um, paul's passing i've I've caught myself, sometimes I feel a little weird about how much time they kind of spend together because I'm, you know, walking that fine line of, you know, um, honoring his dad's memory. And I don't want, in one sense, him to feel like his granddaddy is now his dad, but then I have to be like, but right now granddaddy is, you know, the most prominent male figure in his life. And so I give them space to have their relationship. Um, but then I've also, you know, been really intentional with, um, Trustworthy men who are also in our lives. Uh, my best friend's husband takes a very intentional stance in his relationship with my son, knowing that he's lacking that that dad figure right now. And so he wants to spend time with him and make memories with him and speak to him about boy things and um, you know, look him in the eye and and show him that he's important. And I think that's something we have to do if we find ourselves in a position where we are a single mom um, that we carefully and wisely choose who to give um, time and relationship um, with our kids, because they really do need this kind of interaction with healthy men.
1: Yeah, they do. And it's not just giving them time, it's also talking about them. Whether it's the man that's in your home or someone who is outside your home and you don't have that one in your home, you want to talk about who they are. You Mm want to talk about things that you've observed that you know your child has observed them doing too and how valuable that is and how... Impactful that is, and really say that's what a good man looks like. Tell mm. your kids that's what a good man looks like and reinforce it. Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, sometimes Lincoln will ask me questions, and of course, I have no idea. Let's be real. A lot of times our kids ask us questions, and we have no idea what the answer is. Oh, and uh-huh. We just, you know, you have to ask somebody else about that. Um, ask your teacher <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, and I'll say, you know, you should ask granddaddy about that, or you should ask, you know, so and so about that, and encourage him that, you know, those types of people are great resources that he has access to and he can trust their opinions and he can trust their answers. Um, And I think you're right. Talking about them and giving them time together are two keys to allowing healthy relationships to form.
1: Yeah. And I do think I would do a caveat that you need to pick wisely. You Mm -hmm. need to pick the men, if you're a single mom, pick the men that you feel confident in what they're going to bring to your child's life. You know, we get scared as mothers of some of the potential things that could happen. Um, But you can choose. You can decide who should be part of your child's life and
0: do it selectively. I remember I was sharing with a friend shortly after Paul died, just about... I mean, honestly, I was a mess. Let's be real. It was a mess in so many ways. And so I was really sensitive to how Lincoln was emotionally handling the loss of his dad, being only three and a half, um... And he was spending a lot of time with my in-laws, and I remember kind of saying to a friend, "Of well, I don't want him to be confused and think that that that's his dad now." Um, and I remember she just said to me, "You know, there's never going to be any damage from Lincoln having an abundance of people in his life that he knows loves him." And so that kind of stuck with me, where I was like, "Yeah, the more safe people I can allow into his life, especially during this pivotal time, this emotional grieving time for him." Um, I want to encourage that and and to give it space and to not be uncomfortable with it, but recognize people who love and bless him is ultimately also going to bless me. So that's something I've had to learn, um, you know, and prayerfully hoping that God would bring a new dad into his life um, sometime soon um, <laughs> in the future.
1: <laughs> you know, you just got to
0: speak these things into existence, Dar. Um, but knowing that those relationships all have their place and their importance in my son's life.
1: Yeah, and I think back to where we started, Julie, how we want to treat these men. We want to treat them with respect, mm-hmm. with delight. Um, encourage them. Mm-hmm. You know, when they you see them wrestling your child or throwing them across the pool and going, please, don't you know he can't swim more than two feet? You just <laughs> threw him eight. You know, instead of saying that, just root them on mm-hmm. and tell them thank you. Tell mm-hmm. them you know what
0: they do impacts your child's life in such a way that you can't. Can I just add another caveat? Because, you know, apparently we like caveats. We do. Um, I was just thinking of I have several friends who are in blended families um, and there's a challenge between, you know, maybe your child's dad being present, but then there's also a stepdad in the picture and you want to figure out how to, have your child, um, have love for and relationship with both parents. Um, I feel like Dr. Zoe spoke to us a little bit about this in episode 50, which I'll link to in the show notes, but kind of on that idea of the more people who can love your child, the better. Um, and also the idea of speaking positively about the men in our child's lives. Um, I think we as women have to be really careful to not degrade those different types of fathers. If there's more than one in your child's life. So just to kind of remember, even as we're coming into father's day, that, having a stepdad and having a biological dad is just more for your child to have somebody in their corner. And so we want to be careful to speak highly of our child's dad, even if there's also a stepdad in the picture. Again, ultimately so that your child learns to respect all people by the way you carry yourself. But again, remembering that each of these men could have an important place and role in his life going forward. And so we don't want to diminish that. We want to allow room for that. So this Father's Day, we buy a lot of gifts for a lot of men. Uh, A lot of food gifts, right? I mean, that's the best gift for a guy.
1: It really is. So, you know, go to Costco, get the big basket, break it up or something. I don't know. But, you know, give something to the grandfather, give something to the uncle, give something to the family friend, give something to the man that's in your home. Um, But the biggest gift that you can give them is thanking them for who they are, thanking them for what they do and really reinforcing the fact that what they do
0: will make the biggest difference in your child's life. Well, in light of this episode being about fathers and Father's Day, we couldn't help but end the episode with a quote about fathers. This one's anonymous, but it's anyone can be a father, but it takes a real man to be a daddy. So happy Father's Day from This Grit and Grace Life. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project online magazine. Whether you're listening in Apple podcast, Spotify, or streaming the show, be sure to take a couple moments to subscribe, rate, and review so you never miss the next episode. You can also share the show with a friend you think might enjoy living a Grit and Grace life with us. Every week we share all the details on everything we discuss in the episode at thegritandgraceproject.org. We'll catch you on the next one.